We love the Word of God, don't we? Of course we do. That's why we're listening to New Hope Radio and the Hope Club Podcast. Proverbs 4.22 talks about God's words. It says that they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Sometimes you enjoy things that you really like to hear and you uh, embrace them. Say, I like that message. Then there's other times you hear things that you'd rather not hear. Perhaps even shrink in your seat, wondering if anybody knows it's about you. <laughs> Today I begin a series entitled The Many, the Mini, Mini, M-I-N-I, Mini Sermons of Jesus. And we're going to take as short as sermons, many of them they're just one-liners and dig out as much as we can from them. We can get a lot, even out of the few words that Jesus spoke. So I say, let's get started. Now there was a crowd gathering and Many people were pushing in around this one man. They wanted to hear him. Why was there such an interest in this fellow? Didn't people have things to do? Some must have had jobs to go to. Others had farms to tend to, and mothers certainly had children to take care of. But everybody stopped what they were doing to hear him. Who was he? Oh, It was Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth got people's attentions. You know why? Because the things that he said were very compelling. They were. But what was it that he was saying? He gave a very simple message. As a matter of fact, today we're going to see a simple mini-sermon that he gave. So let's set the scene. This is followed, this followed his baptism by John. Mark chapter 1, verse 12. After John was, after John baptized Jesus, immediately the Spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts and the angels were ministering to him. And then after that victorious temptation, Jesus begins his ministry. Verse 14. Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God. You know what gospel means, right? Good news. Yes, it's good news. And here's what he said. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's it. That's the message. That's Jesus' first sermon that he preached. He said, it is time, repent, and believe the gospel. I want to say three things about this mini-sermon. Number one, it is simple. 
Number two, it is challenging. And number three, it is for all time. Let's take a look at these three points. Number one, it is simple. What does he say? Repent. The word is metanoeo, and it means to change one's mind. If repentance is a change of mind, then it is also a change of direction, because the thoughts direct the steps, right? Whatever you do, wherever you go, your thought life precedes it. So our life has to do with the thoughts we think. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Boom, there it is. The word of God shows the psalmist where to go. Now, God's word creates my thoughts and my thoughts direct my steps. So what do I need to change about my mind? Well, let's make this message personal. Okay, it was preached 2,000 years ago, but it's alive and well today. So metanoeo, change your thinking. Change your thinking about what? Who you are. That no matter what you think about yourself, you are loved by God. Even to the point where he sent his son to die for you, to take your sins away. Change your mind about where you stand. You need a savior. Some people don't think they do. We all need a savior, every one of us, because we're all born alienated from the life of God. That means then that we need a savior. The second thing about this mini-sermon, it's challenging. And it challenges different aspects of who we are. It challenges your pride. Because in some instances, you can't be told anything. Oh, you know it all. Don't tell me I need a Savior. Don't tell me I'm far from God. I'm a good person. Well, we need to change, or it challenges our pride. It also challenges your attitude. Sometimes you have too many expectations from people. When your expectations are too high, your disappointments are going to be too great. So be careful on where you put your expectations. Thirdly, it challenges your money. Either you will waste it, or you'll be stingy, or you'll be generous. You know, the, Bi the Bible tells us in Proverbs 11.25, the generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. See, that's God's economy. What should I do with my money? Be generous with it, and you will prosper. Here's a challenge. The gospel message, metanoeo, challenges your living arrangements. Are you married or are you unmarried? If you're married, live that way. If you're unmarried, live that way. If you're married, don't live like you're unmarried. And if you're unmarried, don't live like you're married. Metanoeo. Change your thinking. What about drugs or alcohol? Does it own you? There are people that are slaves to it. Change your thinking. Start thinking differently. 
How about your responses to life, your responses to people, to circumstances and situations? Are they too reactionary? Then change the way you think. I watched a show for the first time the other night, Customer Wars. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Did you ever see that? It's, it's people that lose their cool, like in stores or coffee shops. They're ballistic. They go out of their minds over someone taking their shopping, uh, parking space or cutting them in line. And it's, it's incredible how people's responses can be so reactionary. They really are. Metanoeo. Change the way you think. Repent. Abortion is not birth control. Change the way you think about that. It's not a matter of convenience. Your gender identity is what you were born with. Don't follow the way of the world. The way of the world will confuse you and bring chaos into your life. Metanoeo, think with God, not the world. Homosexuality is not a legitimate lifestyle according to God. Repent. Change your thinking. Think God's thoughts. Laziness is unacceptable. That's another one. Think about it. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So these are all lifestyle practices that keep people out of the kingdom. But the good news is, Paul said, such were some of you. You know what that means? There's a way out. There's a way out of these sins. There's a way out of being a fornicator, an idolater, an adulterer. There's a way out of being a homosexual or a thief or a covetous or a drunk or a swindler. There's a way out of being a homosexual. Yes, what is it? Repentance. That's the way out. So whether it was in the days of Jesus or the days today, it's time to repent. And Jesus said, believe the gospel. Put your faith in the fact that he atoned for your sins and you are eternally saved. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Christ. Eternal forgiveness and salvation. But wait. Believing is something. When you believe in something, it means that you're going to live in what you believe. Or else it's not really belief, is it? It's just a good idea. What you believe in, you live in, right? So you believe in the gospel, and you know what that does? That sets you free from believing and leaning on other things. And you realize economies won't set you free. Government won't set you free. Pleasures won't set you free. Relationships won't set you free. Practices won't set you free. The thing that you believe in, the gospel, is what you will be set free in. Okay? That's the gospel. That's the power of the gospel. Freedom is found in the good news of Christ. 
This what was this is what was so compelling to these people. These people that left their jobs and their farms and brought their children to hear this Jesus of Nazareth. He said things they never heard before. He gave them hope. He gave them a way out. Remember, they were under Roman oppression. But they could still be free. The Romans were bullies. They mistreated the Jews. But the people could still be free. You know why? They could be free in Christ. And it doesn't matter your circumstance or my circumstance. We can be free in Christ. We can. So think about this message that Jesus brought, this simple sermon. Yes, it's very simple. Repent of your thinking and believe in the gospel. Let it challenge you, number two. Let it challenge the way you think you need to live. And let it bring you alongside the ways of God. The ways of God are not necessarily convenient, but they're always right. The ways of the world can be very convenient, but they're always wrong. And the ways of the world will prohibit you from entering into the kingdom of God. They will. They'll keep you out of the kingdom. And you don't want that. Third thing about this mini-sermon, it's for all time. See, the, the great thing about God's Word, it's timeless. Oh, I know there are people today, and they're saying the Bible is outdated. The Bible's obsolete. Some are even trying to rewrite the Bible, make it more culturally accepted. The Bible is not about accepting culture. It's about shaping culture. When culture goes off and becomes evil, we come back to the Scriptures to have a realignment so culture can be healthy and wholesome. If we lived according to the Ten Commandments, societies would be healthy. But no, people have their own idea and they violate them. And you know what we have today? We have total chaos and confusion. We have lawlessness. We have sexual disease. We have promiscuity. We have abuse. Why? Because people are violating those ten precepts that God gave to have a healthy life, a healthy family, and a healthy society. You get away from those things, and you have nothing but discord. So let me tell you, as long as people are being born, this sermon, this simple sermon, repent and believe the gospel, it's relevant. It's relevant to every generation. And then at the end of time, you know what's going to happen? The Bible tells us in Revelation 5, 9, they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, speaking of Christ, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Think what God has done for us. He purchased us with his own blood. And that becomes effective when you what? Repent and believe. Why was this sermon so compelling? Because Jesus of Nazareth was so passionate. 
he was passionate about his mission and about his message. And why was he so passionate? I can think of two reasons. Number one, he knew the devil. He knew that the devil was real. He created Lucifer, that through his own free will became the devil, the accuser of the brethren, the adversary, because of pride that was found in him. You know, the devil is not an atheist. Oh no, he believes. His army of demons, they're not atheists. They believe too. So atheists, they're really dumb. The devil's smarter than them in one sense, because the devil knows God is real. And Jesus met the devil in the wilderness in his human state. He was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. So Jesus knows the devil exists. Some of you say you believe he exists, but let me ask you, do you really? Do you really believe he exists? Do you put yourself in places where he can easily push you over the cliff? Where he can have his way with you? Do you steer clear of his traps? Or do you think you can get close because you're smarter? Or you think that maybe, hey, I'll be forgiven so I can get close to evil ways. I can live in an evil lifestyle because I know God will forgive me. Are you that gullible? Really? Are you that dumb? I hope not. Paul knows even if I live in unforgiveness toward others, that can be a field day for the devil. Think about that. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to forgive people. I will forgive anyone that you forgive. Yes, for Christ's sake. And with Christ as my witness, I have forgiven whatever needs to be forgiven. Paul forgave people that harmed him. You know why? He said, I have done this to keep Satan from getting the better of us. For we all know what goes on in his mind. In other words, if we live in unforgiveness, sometimes we think just sin is 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 playing in the devil's playground. But so is unforgiveness. When you live in unforgiveness toward another person, it makes you a playground for Satan. You know why? Because bitterness will rise up in you. And if you live in that, you will not grow in Christ. Did you ever think of unforgiveness as a stumbling stone to spiritual growth? It is. It is. That's why we live in forgiveness. So Jesus was passionate, number one, because he he knew the devil. And number two, he was passionate because he knows the time is at hand. Remember, we said this sermon was for all time. When Jesus preached it 2,000 years ago, he said, now is the time to repent and believe. And because this sermon is relevant to every age and every generation, it's relevant today. So if you are saved, that's a good thing. But if you're not right with God, you need to get right. What does that mean? It means that maybe you express faith in Christ as your Savior, but you're living the way of the world. That you get things going on in your life, they're anti-God. 
They're against the will of God. You need to repent of your thinking. And you need to get right. You need to get right with God. Let's say you're not saved. Oh, man, that's even worse. You are definitely not right with God. And you need to get right. Okay? You know what Jesus said to the religious Pharisees? Now, they said they were right with God. Oh, we're religious. We run the church. You know what he said? He said to them, unless you repent and you're converted, you will die in your sins. Wow. Robes don't save a person. Rites and rituals don't save a person. Preaching sermons don't save a person. Unless you repent and are converted. Conversion saves a person. Then you will die in your sins. Wow. He said this to upstanding religious people. See, this is the time right now to get serious with our walk with God. How serious are you? It's, the, it's something that we need to be the most serious with. No more monkeying around with our faith. It's time to get real. You know what Jesus said? You are my friends if you do the things that I command you. Friendship isn't, oh, hi, Jesus, let's go have a coffee. No, it's doing the will of God. It's doing what he says to do. So I wonder how many people listening need to repent of something in their life because your thought life is wrong and that wrong thought life is leading you astray. It's causing your steps to take you in the wrong direction, far from God. You're not living right. You're not reacting right. You're not responding right to life situations. You're in customer wars. (laughs) You're on TV beating up the clerk. Man, it's crazy. Repent, for the time is at hand. Live according to the Word of God, not the Word of the world. You know what Proverbs 4.22 says again about God's words? They are life to those who find them and health to all their body. It's a safe way to live. You want to live safely? Then we live according to the Word of God. That's what we do. That's how you live safely. If not, everything, think about it. Everything outside of God's will is a danger zone. It's dangerous out there. It's like being under an umbrella, under an umbrella in the rain. As long as you're under the umbrella, you stay dry. You come out from under the umbrella, you get wet. God's will is that umbrella. You go outside, you get wet. Let me make it a little more graphic. As long as you're with the flock in the corral, you're safe. You go outside the flock, outside the corral, and the wolves are waiting, and they chew you up. Get back in the corral with the flock. You know why? The shepherd is there. The shepherd is there to protect you, to provide for you, to lead you where you need to be. That's what it's about. So notice how simple. Oh, I talked all this time about a simple sermon. Repent, believe the gospel, 
for the time is at hand. There it is. Three simple things that Jesus said. And you know what they are? Life changers. They'll change your life. They'll even change your destiny in eternity. So it comes down to, wow, how serious am I about God? I can be a comfortable, convenient Christian and I can go the way I want to go. Or I can be serious about my faith. I can glorify God. I can be a light in a world of darkness. And I can hear at the end, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I think that's worth living for. That's the thing when Jesus looks you right in the eye. An eternity future at the judgment seat of Christ. And he says, I saw you down there. And I know it was hard. And it was challenging. And it was difficult. And you wanted to quit so many times. But you know what? Well done. Well done, my child. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You know what? It'll all be worth it. You know, it's almost like it doesn't seem like it's worth it until we get there. Okay, then put your mind on being there. And then you realize it was worth it. It was worth it changing my thinking, changing my lifestyle, living for Christ. It is all worth it. Sometimes I think we have to set our affection on things above, not on things of the earth. We have to be a little more eternally minded. When you're eternally minded, you always make the right decisions. But when we're worldly minded, uh, the decisions, they're not too good. We want you to make good decisions. That's why we're here in the New Hope Radio and the Hope Club Podcast. Get God's Word. Abide in it. Apply it. Believe it. And use it to make good decisions. Hey, let's let's help other people make good decisions too. And let's get the Hope Club podcast out there, far and wide. Go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar. It's all there, everything you need to know. And we're going to spread the good word. I'm going to get another report pretty soon, how far we're going. Have we gone beyond 37 countries? Thousands of downloads. People want the word of God. Let's help them get it. Let's help them find freedom in Christ. Okay? And that's through the Hope Club Podcast. Thank you for coming along. Think about it. Pray about it. We'll see you next time with another mini-sermon from Jesus.